Welcome to Pleasant Grove Church, where Reverend Dr. Classy M. Preston is the pastor. A place where the Word of God impacts and transforms your life. Let's listen to a power-packed message already in progress. Tribulation. 
direction. We know who God is. Will you testify on today who God is? God is. God is our Jehovah Jireh. Oh, God is our Jehovah Nisi. God is. Oh, will you worship him on today? Look toward heaven and think about what he's kept you through. Oh, it's been some long 15 months. Oh, you didn't have to be here, but God is your sustainer. God is Lord of Lords, King of Kings, the great provider. God is our healer, creator of all things, King of Kings. He holds the world in his hands. God is the one who kept you. Weren't you here today? God is my everything. My everything. There's nothing the world has to give me that the Lord already gave me. God is my everything. Oh, I'm looking for worshipers on today. Oh, it's one thing to go about because things are opening, but to enter into his courts, I'm looking for you to enter into holiness of holiness on today. Oh, if you think about what the Lord has done for you, I don't know how you can sit down on the Lord. I don't know how you can sit. You didn't come to see me. You came to worship the Lord. You came to give God praise for who he is. Not for what he's done for you, but for just who he is. Lord of our salvation, our redeemer. God is my everything. My everything. My everything. My everything. Oh, God is my everything. You got to declare and decree that he's your everything. Because if you don't declare that he's your everything, that suggests you're looking for some other things. God is. Oh, it's a personal testimony. God is my everything. Is God your everything? Is God your everything? That'll preach right there. God is. Jesus, I don't need anything else. You done already done enough for me. If you don't do any more for me, my soul is satisfied. Because God is my everything. Even in the midnight hour, when I'm weeping, God is my everything. He's my hope for tomorrow. God is my everything. God is. He's my pain reliever. I'm not popping pills. I'm calling on the name of Jesus. He is my everything. He's my survivor. He's my lover. He's the Lord of my life. God is my everything. I don't deserve to be loved like Jesus loves me. But he is my sufficiency in this life. God is my everything. Giving honor to God, my Lord, my Savior. It's good to be in the house today. It's good to be, amen. It's good to be in the house today. We come into his presence by faith. Amen. We thank God for our leadership who has opened the doors by faith. It is good to be in the house today. Giving honor to our pastor, the Reverend Dr. Classy Preston. What an honor and a privilege to serve alongside such a woman of God. One of great passion compassion for her people who one who runs fast after God's own heart who lives to please God I thank her for the leadership of this fine edifice 
how she seeks after God for wisdom to lead us. I give God honor for her. I give God honor for her today, how she labors in prayers for our safety. I give God honor for her and pray blessings upon her. To our deacons, ministers, officers, leaders, disciples, and the awaiting people, it is a blessing to be before you today. I won't try to tell you anything but the truth, that this is a word from the Lord, one that causes us to ponder deeply. I'm asking you to join me on this journey as we ask the question, answer the question, are you living free? The Holy Spirit will remind me to tell you, the question really is, are we living free? Because on this journey, we have to do it together, saints. Are we living free? Praise God. We, the eternal warriors, warriors fast fighting for our eternal home. Are we living free? Let us pray. God, we come to thank you for the freedom to worship you in spirit and in truth. Father God of our weary years, God of our silent tears, and God of this COVID fear, we have come over a way of 15 months that our tears have been watered. We have come treading our path through the blood of the slaughtered and the pain of the many who mourns. Till we stand free at last, free at last. Indeed, we are free by the salvation freely given. We are free by the sacrifice of your son. Father God, we thank you for the privilege and the honor to worship you. We thank you, O oh God, that indeed we have been set free. Out of our gloomy past, O oh God, we thank you even for the memories of the past that guides us to the hope of tomorrow, that our hope is in you, O oh God. We bless you, O oh God. We praise you for the son that has set us free. We thank you, O oh God, for your spirit that abides to remind us that we are free, yet free indeed. Father God, I thank you for these things, the presence, the place, and the people of God. Let the church says, amen. With both the Old and the New Testament already read in your hearing, I just come with a question. Are we living free? Yet the Holy Spirit says this question is one that we need to ask individual, answer individually and we need to ask, answer today. We need to declare today our freedom. For this is the day that the Lord has made. There is a lot of rejoicing going on and we rejoice in the newness of this day. We rejoice in the fact that we have gone through some things, but we're looking ahead to greater things. We rejoice in knowing who our Savior is and that he is alive. This is a month of celebration beginning with the country's declaration of independence on the 4th of July. This year's fireworks came early in June on a national stage. Recognizing what some already knew is a celebration of Juneteenth as a national holiday. Today, I want to talk about freedom. I want to talk about freedom because we must remember that there were forced enslavement of our people. 
who start to write the definition of freedom for this country. We live in a historical context of the nation defining freedom for some, but not all, according to 1776. Black people and Native Americans remained in bondage. It was 80-some years before the 16th president of these United States issued the emancipation, a message that did not free everybody, but took until June 19th 1865 to get the message to Texas to free all slaves. I come to serve notice on today that we have been set free. So you understand that freedom is freely given, but there are some of those, and there is an enemy called Satan who will come to keep you in bondage even though you've been set free. You ain't hear me. Even though you have been set free, we have to recognize that the enemy is alive and well also, and he intends to keep you in bondage. In your mind, in your heart, in your spirit, there is one who's after your freedom on today. You don't hear me. I hope you come with me today. While we are halfway through the second year of a pandemic, and in the middle of July, after celebrating Juneteenth, after celebrating the Declaration of Independence, I still have a question. Are we living free? You have to understand and know what freedom is. See, personally, I really didn't have much to celebrate on the 4th of July until I met Deacon Jay. God bless his soul. I think it, see, I remember, I remember the times when my parents used to have cookouts in the backyard that filled the, that filled the backyard with many people neighborhood friends that I didn't even know, and many family members, because my dad loved to give a cookout. So we celebrated being together, amen. But it wasn't really until I reflected back on the 4th of July, that when I first got to Pleasant Grove, there was an urgency in the spirit that we had to celebrate a great man called Deacon Jay. I can remember cookouts, I can remember back, just trying to get the Vincents, can you remember? Can you remember? We, weren't, we didn't really even know each other. We might have got to know each other at a cookout celebrating Deacon Jack. Amen? Amen. So there is something to be said about celebrating. There is something to be said to declare your independence. Your independence has to be declared. Because, again, if you don't declare and decree who you are, whose you are, then you're going to get mixed up on a day when the enemy comes to get you. Because he's fast after you. He wants to steal your joy. Uh -uh. He, he don't want you living in the goodness of the Lord. This country clearly knows the value of freedom. Our experiences include waging wars for freedom, boycotts, sit-ins, marches for freedom. There is a song even about freedom that unites all of us, a people, to believe in freedom. Every, lift every voice and sing is known as the black national anthem in the United States. Lift every voice and sing is also a hymn written as a poem by James Weldon Johnson and set to music for the anniversary of Abraham Lincoln. Some of you didn't know that. Uh-huh, uh-huh. You, you got to read and we got to know our history. This song was set to music to celebrate Abraham Lincoln, President Abraham Lincoln, in 1905 for his birthday. In 1919, the National Association for the Advancement of Color People, also known as the NAACP, named the Negro National Anthem for its power in voicing a cry. A cry for liberation and affirmation of the 
African-American people. This song is also a prayer, a prayer of thanksgiving for faithfulness and freedom amongst many things. This song points to disturbing dis descriptions of a horrific time, a time when black enslaved people mentally and physically lived in captivity, mentally and physically, yet spiritually. Black people, African-Americans, were strengthened by their faith, their faith in hope for freedom, lest we stand. With our minds set on the imagery of slave ships reaching the, the American shores from Africa, pictures featuring black bodies depicting as slaves, and some were called strange fruits. Yeah, 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 yeah. We have to go there. We have to reflect so that we understand the value about freedom. Today our hope is built on nothing less but Jesus Christ. Black hope could be described as affirming and effective in the context of abolition and emancipation. Black hope has also been a passionate and powerful force when petitioning to enter to end slavery and when fighting civil wars and for human rights. Hope is rooted in historical context. Hope can be desperate, short-lived, built, if you will, but it can also be resolute and unyielding. It can be affirming and yet edifying, but it can also be naive and deceptive. So you have to know who your hope is in. Is it in the president's? Is your hope in the legislature, legislature? Dr. King will remind us that he had hope, hope for a people to keep a dream, to keep a dream of freedom alive while suffering yet moving forward to do meaningful work. President Obama's hope was a slogan and his resilience to address real goals to improve education, health, and the economy for all people. Historically and by the inspiration of the biblical exodus, from slavery to the freedom of the promised land, we know God's word provides the basis for understanding freedom. Being freed, being set free. Being free to live free. So are we, are you, living free today. Today I come with the good news of salvation. I come with the good news of these last 15 months that it didn't take us out. Uh, we're still here. We're still here. Jesus is alive and he's well aware of everything you've gone through. I just want to know in spite of what you've been through in quarantine, are you now living free? Because you know what captivity feels like. Mm, I'm not just talking about the mandate to stay at home. I'm not just talking about the mandate to keep a mask on. I'm talking about what has been going through your mind because you can testify that you've experienced some fear in these last 15 months. Not sure who to trust. The CDC, the World Health Organization, but yet still God has been faithful. 
We've been watching so much TV. We don't know whether to believe what they're going to say today or tomorrow about the Delta variant that is on the rise. But I surely urge you to trust and believe that God is still alive. Yeah, we're coming out of some things. But for the grace of God, we're coming out of some things. I don't think y'all want me to hold it that close now. But for the grace of God, we're coming out. We're coming out. We declare and decree that we've been through some things. But yet, straight ahead, there is hope in Jesus Christ. There is hope in our tomorrow. So as the prophet Isaiah declares in decree, I join him in a declaration on today. The spirit of the Lord God is upon me. I come to lift my voice, committed to do so, till earth and heaven ring. Ring with the harmonies of liberty, which our liberty is standing strong for our freedom. The Lord has anointed me to bring good news to the afflicted and the poor. I come today encouraging you to let your rejoicing resound, reverberate across the nation. Do not miss the opportunity to worship your Lord, your Savior, your Jesus the Christ. Do not miss the opportunity to tell somebody about who Jesus is. The Lord sent me to bind up the brokenhearted. I have come today to remind you that our worship is our song. It's our song of faith and our song of freedom. The Lord sent me to proclaim liberty to the captives and freedom to the prisoners. We are facing a rising sun. A new day is ahead as we come out of this pandemic. Assured in our faith that we can enter into his courts with praise. As we worship him in spirit and in truth. He shall be faithful unto us. So I declare today victory has already been won. So how do you live free? I hear someone asking, what do you do when you've been set free? Just three points. There are things Christ has freed you from. There are things Christ is freeing you to. If he break you from somewhere, have you coming out of a pandemic, you better rest assured there is plans he has for you. So he's bringing you to some things. Greater work is in your future. I pray and hope you had declared that you have a show enough relationship where he's going to lead you and guide you because he has a place for you to go. He has an assignment on your life. And I believe and hope in quarantine you have gotten clear about the plans, the will God has for you, not your plans, because we know that our plans are nothing worse than the paper we write them on. If they're not in the will, I'm talking to somebody, you've been using quarantine to do some prioritizing, you've been decluttering your house, reorganizing, redecorating, but God is rearranging some things. He's rearranging the world order because, you know, we live in a fallen world. But God is calling the church, his people, to restore some things, refresh some things. He has already called us into change. He's helped us to experience just what change is. I'm suggesting on today that you blind up with God uh, and carry out his will, his specific will for your life. 
we are many members of one body, but there's a call, a specific call on each and every one of you. So I suggest you declare today to leave free in the will of God and not your own. You need, we're going to have to die to self daily. We can't wait on Sunday or communion to die to self, to ask for forgiveness. We got to live a repentant lifestyle. Hallelujah. A repentant lifestyle. Because we know that we are, our flesh is not of God. So we have to live in the spiritual because we are supernatural in the spiritual. We can do all things through Christ in the spiritual. So it's time to shift. Shift our mindset. Uh-huh. Shift the people you're hanging around with. Uh-huh. If they're not edifying you to the glory of God, it's time to find out find time, somebody else to hang out with who's going to glorify you, who's going to pat you on your back and say, run fast after what the Lord has for you. So you don't need to be around folks who are jealous about what God has already done in your life. Uh-huh. That's called testimony. You got to freely give your testimony because you give your testimony, it will draw all men unto him. In the name of Jesus. In John 8, 36, Jesus makes a wonderful statement on victory. He says, so if the Son sets you free, you will be free indeed. These are powerful and encouraging words. And I want to issue you a big congratulations as those of you who have already given your life to Christ. But I come to serve notice. You've been set free. You're not looking for freedom. There's no, no national holiday that is needed to declare your freedom. You've been set free when you confessed your sins and recognized God is God, that Jesus is God in all his majesty, his power, and his authority has set you free. The son who sets you free, you are free because he said so. He, you are free because he's done it for you. He has gone to the cross, sacrificing all things, that you can be freed from your sin, free from the penalty and the pain of your sin. Not, no time to be looking back, looking at what you've done, did not do. It's time to look ahead. Look ahead to what Christ has already done and what he's freeing you from. Mm-hmm. We've been through some things, lost a lot of loved ones, been grieving, disappointed. Some things are on delay in our lives. But God wants you to know some things are necessary. Uh-huh. I, 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 I'm, I'm going to get some rebuke for this. If you can find it in your spiritual being to understand bondage just may be necessary. Can we talk about bondage? Because... Bondage is necessary when we are disobedient. Help me, somebody. Been set free, free indeed. So we are to live free, live according to God's word. But I don't know about you, I've had to ask for some forgiveness. I know I'm talking to some sanctified folks, but I've had to ask for forgiveness. Because while I've been quarantined, I've had some intimate time with the Lord. He showed me just who I am. When he shows you who he is, it comes with him showing you who you are. It is examination of your relationship with him. Whether it's intimate enough, uh-huh, that means whether you're spending enough time, uh-huh, whether you know his voice, 
Because when you don't know his voice, you're subject to being disobedient. Because he has his plan for you. And we get to choose to carry out his will or our own. I've had to ask for forgiveness. So I'm asking you today to consider a repentive lifestyle. One when you know that you're a subject to be in error. When you are subject to be out of his will. Because if you begin that repentive relationship and you begin to incorporate it in your lifestyle, you begin to surrender. Surrender the flesh. Surrender your, 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 your sinful nature. Because we were born into sin. But yet we've been called to live freely in the spirit. For the spirit of the Lord abides in us. And the scripture tells us where the spirit is. Thus the Lord is also. So the spirit of God is in us. And that is what free us. He promised to send back the Holy Spirit to comfort us. To free us from our penalty. Thus the cross. So on today, I'm asking you to forsake your mistakes. For, forgive yourself of the things you didn't do right. Forgive yourself for not doing what he asked you to do. He asked so sweetly. I know it's hard sometimes. You can miss it. You can miss it when you're fast and moving on your agenda. But in the quietness of the quietness, oh, when you sit at his feet, it's like a thundering sound sometimes that shake the very core of who you are when you hear him. He speaks lovingly, but he will also chastise it. Do I have a witness? Oh, do I have a witness? Come on, I'm talking to mature saints today. I'm talking to mature saints to know what it is to sit in the face of God, seeking his love, seeking his faith towards you and to find his favor on your life. He started to show you where he kept you from danger, seen and unseen. I don't know about you, my own testimony, I just share it with Deacon Jewel. I have seen the headlights of too many cars these last few months. Folks driving on the wrong side of the road, and I just happened to be there. Uh-huh. Three times. I played softball. Three strikes, you're out. But God, I, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, God is. My protector. In the face of danger, God is. I stand here today declaring and decreeing. The Lord is alive and well. He has set me free from death. He's reminding me right now. Oh, glory to your name. 17 years old. I was in a car accident. Turned on two wheels and landed into a building. I wasn't driving. God is my Savior. God is my redeemer. I understand in the core of my spirit the call of God for each and every one of us to live free. So if I have to remind you what he is calling you to, he's calling you to freedom to live free. 
He done set you free. Understand, to set you free is a state of being. You're already free. But yet to live free is a choice. A choice we have every day, every moment. Choose to live by faith or to live in fear of this old world. Choose to live in fear of this virus, the virus to come, and the one to come after that. Or to live in the faith of who we know God is, our healer, creator of this world. There is nothing under the sun that he is not allowing. The question is for us to answer why he has saved you. And what you are to do because he has saved you. In the face of all of the iniquity in this world, injustice, inequality, yet we stand in the assurance of freedom. Freedom of our Lord, our Savior, and Jesus the Christ himself. If I remember in the Garden of Eden, is where we first come to understand freedom. Freedom to live abundantly or to live in a fallen state choice. Disobedience. So even choose God and live by faith in your freedom or choose fear and disobedience. Because usually where there's disobedience, fear is around the corner. Because you're afraid to do thus says the Lord. Huh? That is at the crossroad of faith. I've come to help somebody believe. Believe again. Despite all this happening in these 15 months, I need you to believe again in the newness. In the renewing of your mind. Now, you, there's some things you used to think about that you don't need to think about anymore. Will God, if God. God has assured you who he is. You've already been set free to live and abide with him. So choose. Choose to do so today. So if, in fact, as it says in, in James 4 and 8, come near to God and he will come near to you. This is the essence of what it is to live as a Christian. So if I can do anything on today, I'm going to ask you to recognize and understand. You've, you've gone through some things. You've called out, not for yourself, not to go to the restaurant you've been wanting to go to, the one that opened while we were in, in quarantine. You've been called out so that you can be the beacon of salvation, so that you can testify to the goodness of the Lord, of how he has kept you. <laughs> Bills were due, but... God kept you. Jobs were lost, but God kept you. Greater God, jobs have been given because God allowed some things to be taken from you. Uh-huh. Because sometimes we hold on to this world too tight. And we don't make room for God. Uh-huh. We hold, and when I say you hold on to this world, because we believe that the world will give more to us than what God already has for us. God already has and laid up for us. So we got to let go of what some of these things that the world has given to you. 
Uh-huh. It's over. It's, it then expired. Empty your pantry so that he can fill in your storehouse as he promised to do so abundantly where it's running over. Mm -hmm. That's what the decluttering needs to be about. Remove some things. Uh, you, you've been holding fast to some of these things that the word on gave you, and you don't even like getting up going there. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh -huh. I'm going to tell the truth about it. You, you, you thought you wanted it, but God done already showed you it's time to go. Been time to go. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. God done gave you retirement. Uh-huh. And you looking around don't know what to do. Getting on everybody's nerves in your house because you didn't get, get retirement to go sit down. God has a greater work for you. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. You, you know, counted out the numbers of what you're supposed to be doing in this season of life. But let me just say to you, we've had a collective experience. We've been able to see the hand of God together. Uh -huh. I want you to reflect on this when, when you leave here, how God has shown himself so that we can have a collective testimony. This is what I mean that this is a call back to the church, not to come sit in the pews and, and look for the praise team to sway you. This is a call for the church to be fortified in who we are. Mm -hmm. I declare the national holiday it's the Pentecost of the church. We need to bring down the spirit of the Holy Ghost wherever we go. In every room, room we sit in, we need to bring in the presence of the Holy Ghost. We are the revival in these times. Uh, we are the truth that suggests that we are safe because we move in the wisdom of God not by the mandate of any organization or any government or any leader other than the Lord himself. That's why we can open the doors by the wisdom and the grace of God already given and the trust in who he is. So today, let me just ask you to remember our grace is sufficient. You live by grace. God accomplished this grace. It is his plan for your life. Christ frees you so that you can commit to him and his plan for you. It doesn't have to flow out of some sense of trying to win God, do anything right, or God's approval. You have been set free. Your approval does not have to come from what you do, but because of what Christ has already done. His sacrifice on the Christ has freed us, and free indeed we are. And his Grace and his love has been freely given. We don't need any other agenda, no alternative motives, but to allow our heart to be motivated by the love he has already given us. So in closing, let me just ask that you be inspired by the words of the Apostle Paul in Galatians 5.1. It is for freedom that Christ has set us free. Stand firm then do not let yourselves be burdened again to the yoke of slavery. Stand firm that you have been set free. Do not turn to the right or to the left and allow the enemy to snatch your joy, snatch your freedom, because he will remind you, suggest to you that you are not worthy of freedom. Mm. Because there is a cost. There's a cost to live free. That cost has already been paid for us. 
but the enemy wants you to believe you still have a debt to pay. When you live debt free, hallelujah. <laughs> Who wants to declare debt free on today? Oh, I dare you to declare debt free on today. Hey, you talk about freedom. I declare I'm debt free in the name of Jesus. I'm debt free. No one calling me. No bills are due. I'm debt. Will you declare today you're debt free? Oh, free indeed. You are debt free. Who the Lord sets free is free indeed. That is the power and the authority that we are free to live in. We declare our freedom over all things. I'm free of depression in the name of Jesus. I'm free of sadness in the name of Jesus. My joy comes in the morning. I'm free. Oh, glory. I'm free of bondage. No more chains holding me. I'm free to worship him. I think the song say, I'm a free worshiper. Ah, I'm a free worshiper. Free to worship him. No more bondage. I'm a free worshiper. Glory to his name. My debt is paid. Oh, write in your checkbooks if you still write check. Debt free. The Lord says, declare your freedom. Debt free. Uh-huh, that car is paid for. Declare it in the name of Jesus. I'm declaring healing on today. Uh-huh. Freedom from bondage or sickness in the name of Jesus. Thy will be done. Oh, he's breathing a new breath of freshness, you guys. He's breathing a new breath of refreshness. He's restoring some things. Uh -huh. Relationships have been broken. He comes to the brokenhearted. And he's breathing love and unity in the name of Jesus. We've been called to serve one another. To love one another like we've never loved them before. If you don't know, he has showed us what it means to care for one another. In this time, he has shown us the need to care for one another. Uh-huh, there's not leaving anyone behind. We're called to this work. The work of salvation. The work of freeing the captives. Setting them free from bondage of this world. Uh-huh, it starts in our mind. Decide today to declare and decree your freedom in Jesus' name. Amen? Amen? We declare we live in free today. Mm. Yes, I know there's some who, who may be tuning in, and some of you who've come today just because the church of the door, the doors of the church are open. Some of you have come with a heavy heart, really still depressed about this old world. Uh, you're watching about many things that continue to keep you in a dark place. Uh -uh, um, you, you're beginning to question the love of God because you've been lonely and alone. But I'm declaring decree that the Spirit of the Lord is already in this place and in your homes, those of you who are watching. Mm -hmm. You've already felt just the touch, mm, the whisper that he loves you. He knows all about you. He knows what you're thinking, what you're planning to do, what you thought about doing, but yet he kept you. For some of you, he's kept you from yourself. Kept you from some dangerous choices. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you allowed some things to enter into your life that has separated you from the love of Christ. I'm asking you to accept your freedom today. 
your freedom to love God as he so loved you. If you would just confess right where you are, in the sanctuary or those of you at home, confess your sins and acknowledge who God is, his majesty, his power, and his authority. Confess in your heart and you shall be saved. Admit your sins on today. You shall be set free. In the meditation of your heart, we know that Paul and Silas, while bound up in a jail, the Spirit of the Lord came through and released them. That's the power and authority we have when we just rest and meditate on the Lord. Mm -hmm. Meditate on the freedom that he's already given you. Come now and say, yes, I want to be saved. I want to be a, a member, if you so choose, of this fine church who will walk with you on the journey of freedom. Come. You've been contemplating, been, been assured, and some of you have been too comfortable at home doing bedside Baptist and, and missing out on the community of faith. You've been in this community for long seasons and have not joined a Bible-believing, teaching church. I assure you, you can find the love of Christ here at Pleasant Grove, in the sanctuary or while yet watching. Go to our website, let us know. We will respond. But if you're here right now today and haven't said yes to the Lord, this is your time. Yes your the assurance that you've been free and that you're coming out of this pandemic with not insurance but the assurance of salvation the assurance to live abundantly to live in the joy of what the lord has for you in spite of a pandemic this is the time to give your life to christ to live in the abundance the abundance. Some of you just been accepting what, what the world give you. God promised you the abundance. Give your life to Christ today. Give your life to Christ. Right where you are. Right where you are. For those of you who have already said yes to the Lord, I ask that you close your eyes, bow your heads, and let us pray. Thank you for listening. It is our prayer that this message will enlighten and empower you to do the will of God. If you have a prayer request or praise report or like additional information on Pleasant Grove Church or other recorded messages, come visit us in person or write to us at Pleasant Grove Church, Post Office Box 3603, Cary, North Carolina, 27519. Or call us at 919-363-5198. Or visit us on the web at www.pgc-carry.org. Thank you again.